Warning, Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. What's going on, everybody? Audio dump time. I know everybody's favorite time of the week, but so a couple of things I want to t- uh, uh, touch on here, real quick. Um, Netflix, you guys are missing the ball by almost a year here on this uh, uh, Woodstock '99 thing. Uh, HBO Max did that documentary a year ago. It was called Music Box, I believe. And uh, I already did an episode about it, so fuck you. But um, it, it occurred to me that we're hitting a little bit of a milestone here, and, and I wish I had known because I would have made a little bit of a bigger deal about it. But um, as I was posting the episodes uh, for this week with the with the um, the audio dump and everything like that, we're officially on the road to episode 100. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out, man. I, I, and I'm not saying that I never thought I would see this day, but I just didn't realize it would come so quickly. Um, I knew we were close. I knew we were in the 70s, but I didn't realize it, that uh, this past week's episode was episode 75. So we are 25 episodes away from episode 100. So I'm going to have to think of something big. I'm going to have to th- think of something real big for episode 100. Didn't realize we were there, man. Uh, I'm kind of excited now. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, my my recap on, since it's kind of a hot-button thing right now with that new Netflix documentary, um, just a brief recap on what I had said on my episode about uh, Woodstock. Um, episode 31 if you want to go into the archive uh it's called episode 31 break stuff at woodstock 99 um you know basically like limp biscuit took almost all the heat for that and it pretty much almost ended limp biscuit's career for a while i mean limp biscuit's starting to make a little bit of a comeback because it just seems like everything 90s is cool again and um you know, I, I, you can't really blame Limp Biscuit for treating people like dirt. Okay, and that's essentially what happened at Woodstock '99. 
you know, if you look at Woodstock 69 and you look at Woodstock 95, you know, those were held in fields. Grass. You know? And this one was held in the middle of fucking summer, one of the hottest years on record, and you hold the event on concrete. You don't have enough bathrooms to hold the demand of people that are invading this Air Force base. You don't have enough food vendors to withhold it. And you're charging $10. I can talk. $10 for a bottle of fucking water. What do you think is going to happen? Honestly, people are going to get fucking pissed. And then when the water runs out for them to bathe in, let alone drink, and their only resource is the $10 bottle water. I mean, people were li- I mean, people thought it was raining because it had happened at both Woodstock 69 and Woodstock 95. No, people were rolling around in puddles of piss and shit because the bathrooms were overflowing because there were too many people there and you couldn't get the, the cleaning crews in there to clean the bathrooms. They were overflowing. It's disgusting. So then you have the Red Hot Chili Peppers come out, and they do a cover song about burning shit. And that's actually when people started rioting. But all anybody remembers is a production truck and a production platform getting flipped over during Limp Biscuit's break stuff. That's the only thing that's ever been talked about over the past few years when discussing Woodstock 99. Well, I hate to tell everybody that, you know, and I mean, it's, it's obvious. That's only part of the story. So, hopefully... You know, the truth can come out about a lot of that shit. But not only that, but, you know, Woodstock was supposed to be about peace, love, and music. And especially for Woodstock 99, it became a big, giant corporate fuck-up. So that's my brief recap on my thoughts on Woodstock 99. I just found it interesting that Netflix is doing a documentary and all of a sudden I'm getting plays on my Woodstock episode. So thanks to everybody that was checking that out uh, for my opinion on what happened at Woodstock. Now, what we got coming up this week, obviously now that we're on the road to 100, I'm going to start ramping that up a little bit. Uh, But obviously we have our sponsor spotlight with uh, Pit Road Diecast this week. Uh, Bill and the boys from Pit Road Diecast are, are coming into the studio. Um, like I said, they requested to come into the studio. This is not something I set up. Uh, not saying that I'm I'm not happy about it. I mean, I like Bill. Uh, the last time Bill was on my show was from the uh, IX Indoor, not in the Indoor Music Park, but the Autorama. And the man was wearing a dress because he lost a bet. So that was interesting. Um, obviously, this week, Bill will be dressed a little bit more appropriately. Uh, but, you know... Um, you know, so I'm excited about that. I, I like talking to Bill. I uh, got some NASCAR stuff that I'd love to pick his brain on since uh, we canceled Crank It Up. 
you know, but I'm I'm gonna start doing some different things for the you know leading up to episode 100. Like I said, I didn't realize that we were at that point already in this show's history, but I'm very excited, very very excited to be at this point. Awesome. So um, expect some some things to be happening over the next couple of weeks. We're gonna hit 100 pretty quickly i would think uh you know we're we're already at 75 you know this week will be 76 so yeah i'm gonna have to start thinking about what i want to do for episode 100 yeah i've never really i never thought i would see this day um, you know, and that's just because of some things that happened in the early days of Money's Crazy Mind. And uh, I'll share it with you guys since we're on the road 100. There was a time uh, back during uh, pandemic time when I wasn't sure what the future of this show was going to be. And there's a couple of things that led to that. Um, anybody that was considered an essential worker during the pandemic knows what I'm about to talk about. You had no idea what time you were going home. You had a general idea of what time you were clocking in, unless your boss called you and said, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, which I definitely received that phone call quite a few times. Um, but the main the main problem that that I was running into was I never knew what what time I was going to get home. And that kind of makes it hard to to record content and that was long before I was at Redline Radio. Um you know, so that made life kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to remove my windscreen here for a minute just so I can get a little bit closer to the mic here. Um you know, so that made life interesting and it made it difficult to figure out when, where, and what the content I was going to do was going to be about. And believe it or not, I like doing content, you know. Uh, obviously, I'm doing a lot more of it now that I'm with Redline and that I have, you know, free time to be able to do that. Um, you know, so that was the the biggest thing. And then I, I, I want to be getting home until like 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes, and sometimes even later than that. And would have to be back at work at anywhere between one o'clock in the afternoon to seven o'clock at night. Depending on when they were going to make me take the slave shift. Uh, so, I mean, that, that definitely complicates things. Um, you know, but once I was finally able to kind of get my own life back to normal, and figure out a way to make this show work the way I wanted it to. Because, you know, it's my show. And I would think everybody has a particular vision for their particular show. And wants it all to run a particular way. You know. And uh, I was getting to the point to where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And it took me a little bit to get back to who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be with this show. And once I finally figure that out, you know, it's been smooth sailing ever since, but you know, and I, I just think that that's something that all shows go through. I mean, if I'm wrong, correct me, 
you know, but I'm pretty sure at some point, you know, everybody out there sat there and said, are we doing this for the right reasons? Are we doing the kind of show that we want to do? Is this the version of us that we want to put out there? Um, you know, I've seen it with shows at Redline. I've seen it with, you know, shows that I talk to in the podcasting community. Um, oops. I decided to completely remove the windscreen. Um, I got a different one, so we're going to try that. Just not digging the sound, so I'm doing something a little bit different here. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I like I said, I, I've been talking to other people in the podcasting community and and seeing some of the questions that they're asking. Like, you know, they're asking, do you ever take a break? You know, is there ever a time that you should take a break? You know, there were a lot of people out there saying, no, no days off. You got to Bill Belichick this shit and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in that, man. You know, because every once in a while, you got to take a step back and you got to sit there and you got to look and you got to sit there and say, am I really putting out there the best version of myself that I want to put out there? And I got to that point when I was dealing with when am I even going to have time to put content out? So when when you're asking yourself that question, that's a really great time to take a step back, reflect, and say, hey, am I really doing this for the right reasons, or am I just doing this as a fucking glory shot for myself or an ego boost? And yeah, I criticized myself on my show last week, but I had every reason to. I was put in a, you know, I was put in a little bit of a difficult position. I didn't even know if my show was going to happen that week because of uh, things that were outside of my control. And that was the main thing about it was I had no idea if the power was going to come back on before 8 p.m. when I go live. So I had a decision to make. Do I do my show from home and not have a lot of my material that I had put together for my show crazy mind is proud to be a shut up or do i not do a show this week and come back next week and make that episode 75 so i mean those were all things that i was thinking about but then i thought about it and i'm like you know what it may not be it may not look the best production wise it may not have all the bells and whistles which let me let me just explain something real quick here about my uh, in-home production studio that I affectionately and proudly refer to you as Spook Central. I have, I want to say, probably 90 to 95% of the stuff that I have in my actual in the actual studio available to me at home. There's just a couple of accoutrements that I haven't grabbed yet to add them to the home studio because to be honest with you i kind of want like and yes i have my backgrounds and i have my my reigning money and everything that i have you know i have a green screen here at home and everything i have all of that you know it's just the, the, the couple of little nuance things that i want to try to differ from 
me being in the actual studio to me being in the home studio. So people can tell the difference, you know, and that's on purpose. And will I get in trouble for some of it? Probably, you know, but you know, we have, it's a personal thing. You know, I know what the show is supposed to look like from, from the actual studio. And I know what I want my show to look like from home. So people can tell the difference. I want people to be able to tell the difference, not just a scroll uh, on the bottom, on the lower third that says live from Spook Central. Or at the beginning of the show where it says broadcasting live from Spook Central. I want there to be physical differences, too. So that's why I do some of the things that I do. And. You know, this show has has matured. It's also immatured and sometimes over the past year since I've been at Redline, it's been a little bit over a year. But it's still the same show that I've always wanted it to be. And, you know, this show has changed over the years, and I'm, I'm glad that it has. Um, but it's also stayed the same. And I, I think that's important. You know, you can, you can change your show, you can grow your show. As long as you don't take a step backwards with your show, I think you're in a good position. And sometimes I do feel that Money's Crazy Mind has taken a step backwards, and I've had to sit there and reevaluate and sit there and go, okay, let's uh, let's take a look at this here, and you know what can I do differently for next week? And that's kind of always been the position I've taken with it, and that's going to be the position I take with it, you know, every week from here on in. Um, and I'm not gonna try to get, you know, too crazy with the 100th episode like yes i'm excited it's my 100th episode i should be excited but at the same time you know yes the show most must go on as they always say but you know you have to take a step back and you have to look at yourself every once in a while so uh, maybe for this 100th episode, maybe that's going to be what it's going to be. You know, maybe we, I'm not going to do another retrospective. I did that for the one year anniversary at Redline and the five year anniversary of the show. Cause they, they coincided with each other. Go figure. Um, you know, so I don't want to do that, but you know, maybe I'll play some moments that didn't appear in the one in the anniversary retrospective for uh money's crazy soundtrack maybe i'll add in some of the some of the greatest moments and like i said there'll be moments that didn't appear in the retrospective that i did for the for the anniversary but uh but yeah so i mean road to 100 starts this week with bill rabbits and the team from uh pit road diecast um and it will continue until we hit episode 100 all right, well, that's going to do it for this particular audio dump. Basically, I just gave you guys podcasting 101, in my opinion, but uh, that's not for me to decide. That's for you guys to decide. So uh, until Thursday night, when I see you guys over on Redline Radio LLC, Dick Kim for Money's Crazy Soundtrack, 
like I said, for the next couple of weeks, we're just going to let the music tell the story. That That's kind of why I started the show. Uh, no, uh, no artist spotlights, no kick-ass albums for a little bit. Just going to let the music tell the story. All right. Well, thanks everybody for checking out this particular audio dump again, Friday night live Redline radio LLC. We stream live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and twitch.tv. So if you have not subscribed to any of those channels, I recommend you do so. And I will see you guys Friday night with Bill rabbits from pit road diecast. Bill's apparently got something really important he wants to talk about. Because like I said, he reached out to us. We did not reach out to him. So I will see you guys Friday night in the asylum. And I'll also see you Thursday night on RedlineRadioLLC.com for Money's Crazy Soundtrack. Until then, everybody, have a week. See ya! Money's Crazy Mind is a proud Redline Media Group and nameless, faceless production. That's all, folks.